This is the Talk Show America Show. And welcome to the Talk Show America show. JR here with you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen. We certainly appreciate it uh, very much indeed here, folks. Uh, it's a Wednesday, folks, uh, August 31st, 2011. And uh, we're here to tell you, folks, that we survived uh, Hurricane Irene, uh, which uh, swept up the East Coast, as you know, uh, on Sunday, uh, well, actually, a couple of days before that, uh, up the East Coast, but hit the northeast sector uh, of uh, uh, of the country on Sunday. And uh, here we are to say that we're, we've survived it, and uh, we're, uh, we're doing quite well. Uh, unfortunately, some people did not. Folks, about 10 people did die in this, this hurricane, and our thoughts and prayers go out to their families. Uh, and quite, quite a bit of damage, uh, but... For, uh, all in all, Category 2, Category 1 most of the time, and then and, and for a short time after uh, a tropical storm when it hit uh, the, no- the uh, uh, northeast uh, New England area. Uh, but, you know, caused some damage in trees down, in power lines down, some flooding, things of that nature. Uh, so we're, we're here to say that we survived it, folks, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're doing fine. And... You know, I was looking at this 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 whole picture uh, because I knew someone was going to come across with this sooner or later. But uh, if you saw the, the news and some postings on uh, on my blog uh, the other day, uh, on my Facebook page, I should say, the other day, um, you'll see that the Labor Secretary uh, was praising Obama uh, for uh, his response to Hurricane Irene. And, 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 you know, <laughs> here we go, folks. You know they have to make a political thing out of this. And, after all, isn't that what the mainstream news media was doing anyway? They hyped this hurricane so much, folks, daily, uh, by the minute. I mean, you couldn't turn the TV on anywhere, uh, but you were watching, uh, you know, about Hurricane uh, Irene and, uh, you know, the dangerousness of the storm and, and all these other things. I mean, going on and on and on, uh, and it just—you just knew they were just building it up so that um, they could, uh, you know, later on tell you how well, uh, you know, the Obama administration, uh, uh, you know, responded to Katrina, uh, to uh, Irene, and what they did, and and you know, all this stuff to, to, to praise the president. That's exactly what they did this for. Um, just, just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just unbelievable. Uh, and in a, in a uh, statement that was marking, uh, marking the sixth anniversary of Hurricane Katrina, which happened down in uh, Louisiana in the, the area, in the Gulf Coast area down there, um, you know, where it was devastating, Category 5, uh, the uh, Labor Secretary uh, praised the Obama administration for being ready for, the, for Hurricane Irene. 
a weaker storm that has some people criticizing government officials um, as well as the, as the media for for hyping it, folks. And, you know, you, you knew this was what it was that they were doing. You knew that they were hyping uh, the, the heck out of this storm um, for the purposes of, uh, of uh, you know, um, benefit for Barack Obama. As simple as that. And it was just unbelievable. And, you know, you knew right after that someone would come and say, that, you know, well, you know, oh, isn't it wonderful the way the, the Obama administration handled um, Irene and how, uh, you know, uh, how it was, it, was, it was ready. They were ready. Uh, folks, the, the bottom line is this. Uh, the readiness comes from local officials. The readiness for these things comes from your local officials. It does not come from FEMA or the Obama administration. As much as people want to see this, I've written about this before. I've talked about this before. Um, there is no, it's local, it's the local government that prepares for these things, folks, either you know, the states, the, the cities um, that, that are going to be affected by these things prepare themselves. If they need any assistance, they contact FEMA for assistance in, in getting some equipment they may need that they may not have um, to, uh, to take care of uh, situations. Um, that may arise from from these uh, from these weather weather events, severe weather events. You know, comparing Irene to Katrina is like comparing apples and oranges. Katrina was a Category Five storm, folks, um, that came into the Gulf of Mexico and pounded, uh, you know, uh, uh, states along the Gulf Coast, pounded them particularly heavily hit, obviously, was uh, New Orleans. And, you know, again, the government, uh, you know, was, 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 got ready for it. The federal government got ready, you know, was, was watching this. It's, again, the local governments who are responsible for the response uh, to, to uh, you know, getting ready for this storm, getting people evacuated. Getting um, people, you know, uh, you know, making arrangements to get people evacuated. If they need help from the federal government, from FEMA, then they have to ask for it. The governor of that state has to say, "We need help with this situation down here. Um, uh, and we need help from FEMA. We need this. We need that. that what they may not have." That's how it's done, folks. I don't care what you want to listen to from the mainstream news media and from, uh, you know, people like this who don't really know what they're talking about. Uh, it is not up to the federal government to uh, to come down and take care of your hurricane uh, beforehand. That maybe it is up to you, the local government, to take care of it. It is up to the government to ask for the uh, assistance that it may need from FEMA if that's the case, and then FEMA will act, and not until, because that's the way it's set up, folks. That's the way it's always been set up. You know all this, all that hype during Katrina. Uh, you know, blaming George Bush, blaming the response of FEMA, uh, and all these other things is is just that hype. The people responsible for what happened um, in 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 New Orleans, in Louisiana, uh, or for the lack thereof, in this case, was their mayor Ray Nation, who never ever instituted his emergency management plan. Never ever instituted it properly, uh, and their governor Landry who never did anything uh, to, to ask for federal assistance until after the fact.
And she was asked by President Bush himself two days before that hurricane ever hit. So it's all a bunch of BS, folks, and that's what they did with this storm to hype it. Now, this was a, it was, it's a hurricane. Hurricanes are always serious, folks. They're always dangerous because, you know, they do have high winds and, and, and the water, especially around the coast, uh, coastal areas, uh, you know, the areas where people live near the oceans and beaches. Uh, you know, th- that's always dangerous because of tidal surges and, you know, high, you know, high winds and rains and, and waves. And, of course, flooding is always it's a problem, no matter if it's a Category uh, 5, a Category 2, a Category 1, or even a tropical storm, for that matter. But to, to compare this to Katrina, and it, it's just unbelievable, folks. But you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming because they had to somehow get the praise in for the Obama administration here. And, you know, folks, it's... The political pandering doesn't stop, even when we're talking about people's lives and things of this nature, and you know, people going through some damage, and you know, things, you know, people have to, you know, get things sorted out in their life again, repair their the damaged property or whatever, um, and you know, put their lives back together, and leave it to the Obama administration to to try to to try to suck the life out of that, so that they can put life into his camp, into his uh, presidency and his campaign uh, for 2012. And that's basically what this is all about, and it's shameful. It is. I'm sorry. It's shameful to use, uh, you know, it, this this sort of sort of disaster event uh, to try to propel uh, Obama's failing presidency, number one, failing campaign uh, to be reelected in 2012, number two. Just unbelievable. <laughs> they were ready. They had a, they had plenty of time to be ready, folks, because they already knew. Um, basically, when it was forming, they knew when it was coming, um, and they knew what categories it was going to be along the way. They were hyping this to no end. They were making this larger and, and bigger than it was. They were making this storm, uh, you know, uh, more dangerous than it really is, or was in this case, because it's all over with. I mean, yeah, this damage, this down trees, this down power lines, things of that nature. Absolutely, these are things that happen. Listen, I saw no more down power lines in this in in this state. Um, Massachusetts folks, um, especially in my area, than that I've seen in in a snowstorm that hits us on a regular basis in the in the winter. I mean, it's yeah, it's something that you have to deal with. It's you know, it's something that you 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 know you you, you get your response your responders to uh, re- report to, but it wasn't of epic proportion. Yet, if you listen to the news media. If you listen to the, I mean, I watched the Weather Channel. Of course, you know, I, you know, I was keeping an eye on the storm. But you'd you'd think, folks, that the end of the world was coming when you listen to these people. And you know, even when the storm was dying, even when there was nothing left to it hardly, except that maybe it was a, you know, um, you'd see more damage in a, in, a, in a thunderstorm. Uh, they're still hyping it, all because, no doubt in my mind, folks, to. Uh, to uh, you know, to be able to have someone say later, and then it ended up being the labor secretary at least, you know, praising the the Obama administration's response to Irene, saying they were ready, you know, not like Katrina and what happened with Bush, basically is what that what that message sends. And it, you cannot compare the two storms, folks. You cannot compare the two storms at all. It's like apples and oranges. You know, it's like uh, it's it's like comparing a bully on the beach. Um, to the to the skinny runt that's getting his sand kicked in his face, that's about it. Irene was the the runt getting sand kicked in its face. 
It's it's just not a match. But, you know, they use this for political purposes, political pandering, folks. Every time you turn around, this is what we have to we have to watch out for from now on with this administration. So, um, I mean, it it was it, you know, I mean, there's damage and I'm not trying to belittle any 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 damage that happened to people's property, the deaths obviously, the the deaths the 10 deaths that were uh, attributed to the hurricane are very sad indeed. Absolutely, folks. Absolutely. But uh we lose more than that on the US highways in 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 a day, folks. So, I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm not trying to say that you know that 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 changes the deaths it's sad it is but uh it's they're not the same storms it's as simple as that and anybody that tries to even relate these two storms is foolish as i said um at best uh for the most time uh irene was irene was a category two a category one and then a tropical storm you know that basically was about uh you know about as powerful as some severe thunderstorms that we may get up here in the northeast that would I would say I would say that's the most it was here, and um, again some damage. But we get that from severe thunderstorms. We get that from winter storms. We're used to that here. That's not anything new to us. Um, so leave it to this this administration though to try to find a way, folks, to you know to to juice their numbers um, using the tragedy of others, and and this is basically what happened here. Um, you know, and uh, you know, and, and try to make it sound like well. Look at the wonderful response that the uh, the Obama administration had to Irene, and, and how how well coordinated everything else. Well, folks, it's too early to de- be able to t- determine whether or not their 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 response was well coordinated. I'm sure they haven't even gotten all the numbers in yet. So wherever FEMA might have to be, because that's the only response that Barack Obama controls. He doesn't control the response of the local government. He doesn't control the response of the state government. And and you know, I mean, he he basically. Uh, you know, whoever you put in charge of FEMA, is that's the response that you're going to get. So let's wait and see what we hear from states that need help from FEMA and and cities, and then we can do we can decide whether or not it was a wonderful response, because we haven't gotten any of that uh, information back yet. I don't care what anybody tells you; it's not it's too soon. It's only been a couple of days. So uh, you know, I know for a fact that the, up and down the East Coast is millions of people without power. Millions of people that will probably go without power for a week or two. Um, so, I mean, could we say that that's, uh, you know, hey, well, what kind of response is that? They should have been ready right away. They knew it was going to come. Of course, it's not their fault. I mean, it's the power grid, and, and it's the companies that have to get it done. And, unfortunately, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot to do. It's no one's fault. It's, 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 a, it's nature. But you don't hear uh, anyone, um, you know, uh, right now, complaining about that saying well you know what's the matter with the, uh, the obama administration how come they didn't get this done you know uh, sooner so we wouldn't have this problem it's it's just it's bs folks that's the problem it's it's barack obama's um, you know political machine trying to take advantage of uh, something that didn't turn out that badly because it was a weak there was a weak storm it was a weak hurricane folks it was a weak hurricane still can do damage doesn't matter but it was a weak hurricane it was it was it was not something there was not a category 5 monster that was that was going to destroy, um, you know, um, um, a whole city or whatever. So, you know, I mean, the bottom line is that the numbers aren't out to be able to back that up, and that's the problem. All right, we're going to be right back, folks, after these messages here on the Talk Show America show. Has your computer been slowing down? Are you having problems sending and receiving email? Is your printer acting up? Or is the internet taking so long to load that it seems like the worldwide wait? Are you waiting to fix your computer because of cost? 
We know times are tough. People just don't have the money to buy a new computer or fix the one they have. What would you do if your computer just stopped working? I'm Luke Ford, CEO of My Computer Works. We help people just like you every day. We provide a low-cost way to fix your computer. We do it directly over the internet. This saves us time and you money. With one easy call, we can help you get your computer working the way you want it to. Once you sign up for our service, our U.S.-based technicians will connect directly to your computer, with your permission, of course, and fix the problem for you. It's affordable. It's fast. It's safe. It's My Computer Works. Just call 1-800-616-8010. 1-800-616-8010. That's 1-800-616-8010. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. All right, folks, and welcome back to the Talk Show America Show. Jay out here with you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen. We certainly appreciate it uh, very much indeed, folks. And, of course, uh, we were talking earlier uh, before the break about uh, the Labor Secretary uh, in, in evoking Katrina and praising President Obama's response to Irene, uh, mocking the sixth anniversary of Katrina, of course, and adding insult to injury by praising the Obama administration for the response to Hurricane Irene, how wonderful it was. Uh, you know how uh, you know uh, how quickly they responded to it. Uh, they were ready for it. Uh, in other words, not like Katrina, which again, it's, it's like comparing apples to oranges. Just unbelievable. But speaking of that, folks, remember we were talking about the response uh, to Hurricane uh, Katrina, um, where you know, of course, the Bush administration was blamed. Uh, you know, we remember the the brownie doing a heck of a job. Uh, you know, by uh, the president. Um, which you know the, the media hyped on, and 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 they just made it. It's made it sound horrible, like the administration was doing nothing, uh, and you know these people left to to, to flounder. That that just was not true, folks, at all. FEMA was doing what it could, getting there as soon as they could. Had their mayor, uh, had Mayor Nation and uh, the governor, um, had they uh, asked for the help that that, that they were supposed to get. Um, from FEMA, uh, they would have gotten it a lot sooner. They didn't. That's the whole point. And as I said, um, Mayor Nation never, ever uh, instituted his comprehensive emergency management plan for the, for, the, for the city. Never did. Left. Left before other people did. So, you know, he, he, they could, but they, but they just, they put it all in Bush. They, that was the blame Bush era back then, really. I mean, it's still the same now, but not as bad because he's not president anymore. That was everything was his to blame. His to blame from the fact that they had a hurricane in the first place um, of a Category Five to the fact that the that FEMA didn't didn't uh, do what they were supposed to do, which I never, guess never no one ever told these people or didn't learn it in Government One Hundred and One that they have to ask for help from the federal government to to uh, to uh, you know interfere uh, intercede in a um, s sovereign state decision. That is, you know, do you need help from the federal government or not to to to, to help uh, handle this emergency? You know, this is what people forget. States have sovereignty in this country. You know, this, this federal government just can't come in and decide to tell the state what to do or how to do it. 
Simple as that in, in these disasters, uh, things of that nature. So, I mean, the bottom line is that, you know, we, we all know, uh, well, most of us know that it was a bunch of, a bunch of bull. Being a former uh, director of emergency management, I know exactly how uh, that system is supposed to work. And believe me when I tell you, it was the mayor of New Orleans who was the first one to drop the ball when, when he did not institute his emergency management plan. It's as simple as that. You can say anything else you want. You can use all the hype. You can blame George Bush. You can blame, the, you know, the uh, FEMA. Uh, you can blame whoever you, you can try to blame whoever you want. The bottom line is the fault lies with uh, the mayor and also, uh, after that, the governor of that state at the time, who I believe was Blanco, Governor Blanco, I'm pretty sure. Um, but uh, either way, it doesn't really matter because the bottom line is, uh, it's done and it's over with. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's been taken care of for the most part. They're still, they're still recovering down there from that, but that was a whopper of a storm. To compare this, though, to, to uh, Irene was a joke. But what's even a bigger joke, folks, was MSNBC had guess who for a guest on an, ex, an expert guest on how, to, uh, how cities uh, and states can handle hurricane uh, response, but Mayor Ray Nation. The guy who ran away, folks, when it was going on, took off, you know, uh, out, uh, out of that, hightailed out of that area, left basically the people there, didn't in, uh, uh, institute his comprehensive emergency management plan, didn't even start to. You rem- we all remember the pictures of the buses down in Katrina. We all remember them sitting in, uh, underwater down there. Um, buses that could have been used to help evacuate people to get them to a safer area were never used. Um, the ones that were, they were used too late. The response was way too late. Uh, and the, the mayor did not follow his own, their own comprehensive emergency management plan, folks, which basically called for um, uh, 48 hours before the storm would hit an evacuation uh, of, uh, of, of the uh, areas of, of, of New Orleans, which is uh, below sea level. So obviously a, a concern. Did not even institute that plan. Had they done that, they would have been able to at least, um, you know, get – a lot of the people out of harm's way. Now, they may not have been able to save everybody, and there's some people that are not going to want to leave, and all down the line on this. We understand that. And no, one's, you know, no one could really blame anybody for that. But the bottom line is, folks, that was the case. I mean, you know, they started to tell them to evacuate the city when it was too late. They didn't really provide a, a way to evacuate the city, a few buses or whatever, so people were stranded and stuck, not because of the Federal uh, Emergency Management Agency or George Bush, but because of Mayor Ray Nation. And now they got him on PMS NBC, folks. Uh, <laughs> they got him, uh, you know, speaking as an expert in hurricane preparedness and hurricane response. Please, that is the last guy that you ever want to have in any of those uh, uh, fortes, because he knows not what he's talking about at all. Not at all. The funny, the, the funny thing is here, although it's not so funny, but in real, in, in real, in realistic uh, terms, they reelected the guy on top of it. So, I mean, it's just unbelievable, folks. But unfortunately, um, you know, we were in the Blaine Bush era, and that's where the blame got dumped. Um, and uh, it's, it, it had nothing to do with uh, President George W. Bush, number one. Um, and, you know, of course, if you're the president, and I know this is where it happens, the buck stops there and you, you kind of get the blame. Uh, and, but it was not FEMA's fault in this case either, because the bottom line is, folks, that uh, – the uh, as I said, uh, the, you know, 
the uh, mayor of New Orleans and the governor of uh, Louisiana never asked for any help, and 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 uh, the mayor never instituted his plans uh, to you know the way they were supposed to be instituted uh, to get help for the city and to get people out of there. They just never did it, so it was their fault. So just wanted to point that out. It was amazing that I saw uh, you know uh, this uh, piece uh, that came out. I believe it was yesterday. Uh, the labor secretary, the labor secretary, was invoking Katrina because it was the sixth anniversary and praising the president's response to Hurricane Irene. You know, in other words, well, look what look Bush didn't do well, but look at what uh, President Obama did to Irene. Apples and oranges, folks. Completely different storm. Um, you know, d- definitely a, sm- a smaller scale um, damage was not like it was with Katrina. And on top of it all, um, again, as I said, that's up to the local governments. Uh, to to for their response, uh, you know, FEMA can help them if they need something, if they request it. But their response is still up to the local government. The federal government doesn't come and rescue everyone that's in a hurricane, a tornado, or earthquake, or uh, anything else like that, folks, unless they're asked uh, to, for help uh, to to respond. You know, that's just as simple as that. And so, um, you know, the the quicker people learn that, the be- the better off we'll be because then we can stop politicizing all these storms. Stop uh, blaming it on a president, or 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 not blaming it, you know, or, or uh, you know, trying to say what a great response the president had to this one, the other president didn't. It's, it's it's BS, folks, because again, it's all local. So keep that in mind the next time that you're, uh, uh, you know, you you're, you're reading these um, these uh, pieces out there, and they're praising uh, Obama for the response to Irene when he has basically absolutely nothing to do with it. Simple as that. All right. So the other things that uh, – a couple other things I wanted to talk about today, and I wanted to start getting, getting to the th- these things as we go along. Um, the, uh, the job situation is not getting any better, folks. And, of course, um, they just came out with a report today um, that says that the job creation for the month of August was lower than expected. About 91,000 jobs was, was created um, in, in – uh, uh, in this month, but they expected it to be higher, and it wasn't. So um, it, 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 it goes to show you there, the economy is not improving, folks, as much as, uh, you know, um, you know, you, you know, they want to hype this is another thing. There's no improvement here. It's, it's the Obama administration and the mainstream news media, again, folks, trying to rosy coat everything that comes out because they know that the American, I mean, you see the poll numbers. His poll numbers are way down. Um, you know, I mean, he's 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 down in the four. He's down in the low forties, if not at forty. Some polls have him at like thirty-eight uh, percent. You know, down in the down in the Bush numbers uh, when Bush towards the end of the the president's uh, Bush, President Bush's presidency. Uh, you know, so so they're looking at these numbers now, and this is a man that's got you know he's got another year. Um, you know, uh, uh, about another year to, uh, uh, you know, as, as, as president, uh, unless he gets reelected. And, uh, you know, at this point in time, you know, his numbers should not be where they are, but they are. Now, that doesn't mean that, um, you know, I mean, come, come November of 2012 that he's not riding high on something. Something happens, we get a miracle recovery or, uh, you know, I mean, you know, it's it just the way it is. I mean, uh, Ronald Reagan is a classic example to use here. His poll numbers used to be up and down uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, down for a while. But he still got reelected uh, by a landslide. Um, you know, so you, you just don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. But right now, the position that uh, President Obama is in in regards to, uh, you know, his poll numbers uh, for uh, from the people for, because of the economy uh, is not good, folks. It's not good. And it's the economy, uh, you know, that's... Uh, 
that's the problem. And again, we'd have to use Bill Clinton's line here. It's the economy stupid. Uh, it's the economy stupid. You know, I mean, this is exactly uh, what, um, you know, uh, Clinton was saying uh, when he was uh, running for president uh, uh, against George H.W. Bush. Well, that's the same thing that exists today, except now the mainstream news media is trying to cover it up. Uh, you know, you can tell, you know, uh, you know, sweeten it a little bit. You look at the titles uh, of, of, you know, the, the, the titles of the stories that you pick up uh, off my feed here on Facebook, uh, off the blog feed or whatever. Um, but if you read the MSNBC story titles, they, you know, uh, or, or uh, CNBC or whatever, they kind of, you know, they, 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 they paint a rosy picture in the title, but when you read the article, uh, you see that basically it's not a rosy picture. Uh, that they might pick out one thing that's a good, that's good. The rest of it's all bad. But they're going to put the title up of one thing that's good because they're trying to get you. They get the they get the message out there, but they're trying to get you to read the the, the headline and then basically move on to something else. So I mean, it, it's 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 still going on there that way too with with the with the economy. Uh, it's 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 not good, folks. It isn't. I mean, it's not improving. I don't care what anybody tells you. It. It's just unreal. There's no improvement here when you can't have jobs. When you when you when you don't per- create jobs, the economy is not improving, folks. Um, you know it just isn't. And uh, you know we keep going back and forth uh, with this administration on the numbers uh, because they uh, they want you to believe that it is. All right, we'll be right back, folks. After these messages here on the Talk Show America show, so don't go away. Cause we'll return in a moment. These days, we all need to save money where we can. As your car gets older, it will have mechanical problems. Don't get caught with a $2,000 or even $5,000 repair bill. If your factory warranty is about to expire or you have no warranty coverage at all, an extended vehicle protection plan can save you thousands. We pay for 100% of your covered repairs, and we pay the dealer or your preferred mechanic directly for you. No more hassle with reimbursements. The number to call is 800-939-4755. There is no one-size-fits-all to vehicle protection plans. At A-Plus Auto Protection, we work with BBB-rated providers to offer a full menu of plans ranging from platinum coverage to basic plans that cover the most costly engine and transmission repairs. We do the comparison shopping for you, so you save money with our discounts. For a limited time, also receive roadside assistance, towing, and rentals, but you must call now. Call 800-939-4755. At all plans available in all states for all vehicles. So here's to all the soldiers fight for you and me because you wear that uniform. America is free. There is a flag flying so proud, the red, white, and blue, and I can live my life in peace. Thanks to So here's to all the soldiers who fight for you and me Because you wear that uniform, America is free Because you keep us safe from harm, America is free All right, folks, and welcome back to the Talk Show America show. JR here with you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen. We certainly appreciate it very much indeed, folks. And, of course, we appreciate our brave men and women 
who fight for our freedoms every single day across the globe. Please remember them in your thoughts, and please remember them in your prayers. And please remember to go to americasupportyou.mil, folks, where you can write the troops, uh, send a note to, to any uh, soldier, all the soldiers. Uh, thank you for your bravery, your courage. Thank you for your commitment to our, uh, our safety. Uh, thank you for uh, fighting the global war on terror uh, and your sacrifice. I mean, it, it's just amazing, folks, that these young men and women are still out there every day fighting uh, in this global war on terror. And it's easy to forget about it because we've got all these other things going on, hurricanes and, and uh, the economy uh, and things of this nature. So, you know, we've got a lot of things going on here as well. But don't forget, uh, folks, our brave men and women. Uh, who fight for our freedoms every single day across the globe. And also, folks, remember, if you go to americasupportyou.mil, um, you just go up there and you can, uh, there's a way to, to, to show you, you can send a message to the troops. You don't have to know a soldier, any soldier, all the soldiers. Thank you for your courage, your bravery. Um, you know, thank you for your commitment to, our, uh, to the future of America. Um, and it's as simple as that. And they really appreciate it, folks, because they read these messages. Believe me when I tell you. I get emails uh, all the time telling me that they read them and they appreciate getting these messages. Uh, you know, there's things up there for care packages, things of that nature. If you want to send something over, it may cost some money on that. I mean, that's up to you. That's certainly, you know, you don't have to if you don't want to. It doesn't cost you one red cent, folks, to, to uh, email, the, uh, you know, just a, a thank you note to, to the troops. It doesn't cost you one red cent whatsoever. So think about that. And don't forget, if you know someone in your neighborhood, folks, who has a loved one who is serving in the war, global war on terror, um, you know, thank them for thank them uh, for their loved one's service. Let them know that you appreciate it. Believe me, that will mean more to them than anything else you can do. That someone is actually recognizing that a loved one of their family is is uh, sacrificing, um, you know, uh, the, you know, over in uh, uh, you know the uh, war on terror, uh, and uh, it'll mean a, a lot to the family that someone remembers that. So uh, you know, when you see your neighbor, let them know. That's it's a good gesture. All right, let's let's move on here, folks. Speaking of this now, um, the war on the global war on terror, we're going to roll right into something here, folks. Um, as you saw, uh, I believe it was last week, it came out that uh, no first responders are going to be allowed to attend the nine eleven, the tenth anniversary nine eleven ceremonies uh, in New York. Unbelievable, folks! I cannot believe this. This is an outrage and a half. These pe- brave men and women. Who died, folks? Some well, not the people that are going to attend, obviously, but the, the but uh, brothers and sisters uh, of of uh, these brave men and women who died in that in the in the Trade Center towers, uh, firefighters, police officers, uh, other people as well um, that were there, that were in there. Uh, these people were, you know, th- their brothers and sisters were in this building running up to save people when they were killed themselves um, in the collapse of those towers. And yet they're not allowed to attend this this um, this service. It's it's ridiculous. I'm sorry, but who better to attend than these people? These people who have sacrificed so much. Their brothers and sisters who sacrificed their lives. The families of these uh, these uh, first responders who who uh, who lost loved ones themselves, obviously, uh, the, by the, uh, the 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 first responders being uh, killed in in uh, those collapse of those towers. It's it's an insult to the families. It's an insult to the first responders. It's an insult, folks, to the 10th anniversary memorial of the 9/11 service of the 9/11 attacks. And no no clergy either, folks. Nothing. No no religious type of thing at all. Uh, you know this is just unbelievable. There there are many of them. Uh, you know uh, that I'm sure were Christian, and there's other maybe some other types of religions too. 
Um, you know, so why not allow, uh, you know, some type of, uh, of, of service, even if, it's, even if it's three or four different ones that are small? It's, 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 it's inconceivable to me that someone could even make this suggestion. Yet that's exactly what they did. And they're still sticking to that line, folks. It's sad. Slowly but surely, in this country, you are seeing religion eliminated. You're seeing it every day now. Slowly but surely, it's being eliminated. It's being, it's being uh, you know, pushed towards the back burner um, in this country. And it's been going on for a long time, uh, but it seems to have excelled since this man took office as president of the United States. It seems to have excelled. It seems that there's a lot of things that are excelling. Uh, more anti-Americanism than, than probably I've seen in a long time uh, going on in this country today. Not by, obviously, conservatives such as us, uh, those listening to this show and everything else, but by the, uh, by the left. You know, with, uh, with, you know, you've got these uh, universities now. Uh, the the, uh, the uh, piece came out the other day. Uh, university now, there's a university that now does not allow the national anthem to be played um, at, the, at their school functions because it's violent. Are you kidding me, folks? They won't even let you play the, the, uh, the, the music. You know, so they don't want to say, at first it was they didn't want to sing the words. Now they won't even let you play the music to the song. It's period. This, it's just not going to be played. So, I mean, this is what's happening, folks. Like it or not, believe it or not, in this country, slowly but surely, you know, we're losing our, 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 we're losing our country before our eyes. It's falling apart, folks. I said the other day this, the, the only difference between uh, the United States right now and the Titanic was the Titanic had a band. We're, we're going down. There's no doubt in my mind. We're slowly but surely. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight. But we're slowly but surely uh, losing uh, our way. We're losing, we're losing our religion. Um, and now we're losing, uh, you know, we're losing our country. Patriotism and, and, and things. Many people are disgusted with this country. Uh, they're disgusted with the way it's, it's been run. Um, you know, and, and, you know, some of it from before, but a lot of it now. Because now was the, chance, it was the chance to change it. And it hasn't been done. And I get more people that, you know, all I ever hear is, oh, Bush, 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 Bush. George Bush did not do any of this any more than anybody else did, folks. The, the bottom line is this has been something that the spending of it has been something we've been doing for a long time. Yes, we have to stop it and we have to reverse it. We have to start you know, going back. to This is the man who said he could do that. This is the man who promised you hope and change. This is the man who prom- promised transparency in government. And none of that, none of that, none of that has uh, materialized nothing, and again, you know, it's. I go back to this. this every day, I, I hear uh, Barack Obama blaming someone else for something that he is doing. You know, usually the Bush administration, but uh, you know, saying, "Oh, I inherited this mess." Uh, again, I'm going to say, like I said at the last show, no, Mr. President, you did not inherit this mess. You asked for this mess. You told us that you could fix this mess. You told people that this would, you know, that, that we would be all set, that you'd be able to fix this, and nobody expected it to happen overnight, folks. But it hasn't gotten fixed. It's gotten worse. Worse. And, you know, and it, again, uh, you know, I find flashbacks um, of video and, and audio pieces of Obama saying one thing uh, back in 2008 and saying another today. The debt ceiling was a classic example. 
he was opposed to raising the debt the debt back in 2008, but now, you know, obviously he's president, so he, th- he thought it was a great idea and it's something we needed to do. You can, you can, go, you can go back and find all kinds of uh, hypocritical statements by Barack Obama when he was running for president. When he became president, it was a completely different story. And, and this, this administration is not transparent by any stretch of the imagination at all. It's about as transparent as lead. So, you know, it's just amazing uh, that, you know, all, all of these things are going on. We, we, we aren't able to, uh, to uh, allow uh, first responders to attend a memorial service, a 10-year memorial service. That's, that'd be like telling uh, World War II vets they can't go attend the Pearl Harbor, uh, you know, uh, memorial service on the day of the Pearl Harbor attacks. And what, what is going on in this country? What is happening here? These are the brave men and women who put their lives on the line to save people in that building, and and basically, uh, you know, they're they're not able to pay tribute uh, to their to their lost loved ones and and lost comrades because they're not going to be allowed at the celebration. is ridiculous, folks. Ridiculous. There should be a lot of uproar than there is right now. I can't believe it. There are some some uh, events planned that are going they're going to, they're going to make an uproar. But it should be a loud uproar from across this country, from every single breathing American man and woman. Enough is enough. I'm tired of this PC political correctness BS, and that's what this is. We don't want to offend anyone that's a Muslim. We don't want to offend anyone that's, um, you know, it, we can't make. And now the White House, I meant to bring this into the thing. I almost lost it. Um, I almost forgot about it. The White House um, is, it's, it issues guidelines. Asking officials to minimize references to Al-Qaeda, minimize references to the enemy, minimize references that, um, that the, uh, Al-Qaeda are the ones that uh, you know, planned the attack and destroyed the Trade Center Towers, killing um, you know, uh, 3,000 people, uh, destroyed the Pentagon, killing, uh, you know, and adding it all up, it's about 3,000 people. The Flight 93, we, we, we don't, we don't want to offend anyone. This is BS, folks. They're the enemy. Whether anyone likes it or not, that's the fact. You imagine telling World War II vets, well, you know, listen, while you're down at Pearl Harbor, you know, on the memorial service, please don't don't mention the Japanese. Don't mention the Japanese attack Pearl Harbor. Don't say Japanese. Just say enemy. Say anything. This is what what's going on here. What's going on here, folks, is the changing of America for the worse, unfortunately. Unbelievable. To even suggest this. And to insult brave men and women who put themselves on the line that they, some of them probably were there, put their, their lives on the line. Unfortunately, many of their friends did not make it out of that building, folks, and died trying to save other people. And we're going to tell them now, well, you can't be here at this service. It's a distraction. Oh, please. The distraction is the big mouth politician that's sucking up all the, all the publicity off of it. That's the distraction. This is about brave men and women who, who, uh, who went into that building and never returned, into that building to save their fellow countrymen, their fellow man, their fellow human being, and didn't make it out of there. Died heroes. And yet, on the 10th anniversary, we're saying to uh, the first responders who, who carry on, you can't be here to, to memorialize your brothers and sisters. It's a shame, folks. It's an outright shame. We'll be back 
after these messages here on the Talk to America show. Don't go away. Medicare diabetic, how may I help you? Hello, I'm a diabetic with insurance, and I just heard you talking meter and free blood pressure monitor promotion on the radio. Medicare diabetic, accredited by the Joint Commission for National Quality Recognition, is offering to you a brand new talking monitor that draws blood from anywhere on your body. No more punctured fingers, no pain, no eye strain, and it talks to you. Listen. 112. And it's multilingual. Cientodose. Call right now. Qualify and receive as a bonus a blood pressure monitor absolutely free. That's great. How do I receive both my talking meter with testing supplies and my bonus blood pressure monitors? If you have Medicare or insurance, Medicare Diabetic may send both your monitors and test supplies directly to your home at no cost. Insulin and syringes are available as well. Copay and deductibles may apply. Call 800-711-8821. That's 800-711-8821. Medicare Diabetic at 800-711-8821. Is the IRS ruining your life? Are you afraid of losing everything? You can end the despair you feel right now. Get ready to write down an important phone number you're going to need to help solve your IRS nightmare. The number is 800-558-4307. Hello, I'm John Harris, president of J.K. Harrison Company, the nation's largest tax representation firm. IRS problems have a way of ruining every aspect of your life if you let them. They don't go away on their own. The IRS can attach your wages, your pension, your savings, even your social security checks. Over the past decade, the tax team at J.K. Harris has successfully negotiated settlements for our clients, saving them millions of dollars. If you owe the IRS back taxes, call J.K. Harris at 800-558-4307. You may qualify to dramatically reduce your tax debt. Call 800-558-4307. That's 800-558-4307. All right, folks, and welcome back to the Talk Show America show. JR here with you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen. We certainly appreciate it again very much indeed, folks. Uh, okay. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very outraged about the 9-11 situation, uh, the, the memorial, uh, that they're not allowing first responders or clergy to, to attend, and I just think it's ridiculous, folks. Um, and it's something that you need to get on your soapbox about as much as you can because this is shameful behavior um, and, and treatment uh, towards the first responders um, who – Folks, uh, you know, uh, went into that building, uh, lost their lives in, in, in an attempt to, uh, to, to save others, in an attempt to, to, to get people out of there, get people out of harm's way. And now we're telling uh, the survivors of those groups, um, the, the first responders, that, oh, no, you can't attend. It's a distraction. It's, it's BS, folks. It's BS. It's, it's uh, you know, I think... Uh, I think Obama's going to be there, and if Obama's going to be there, it's it's because they don't want they they don't want to steal the show from Obama. They don't want Obama, the show stolen from Obama. Obama wants to be the main the main presence. That's what it, this is all about, folks. This is just BS. It needs to stop. Get on get on the horn. Uh, you know, write to anybody you can. Write to the editor in your paper. Get people fired up about this. This needs to change, and hopefully you can do that. All right, I wanted to run uh, over to the next. Um, thing I wanted to talk about before we uh, close out the show today, folks, um, and that is uh, the top 10 dis- job-destroying regulations um, that the Obama, Obama administration uh, either has put into place or wants to put into place, um, which are going to affect, uh, folks, uh, jobs and, and uh, the job-killing uh, regulations. It's, it's just horrible. Uh, one of them, folks, is first and foremost, the uh, National uh, Labor Relations Board's General Counsel issued a complaint against the Boeing uh, company, 
you remember that, that challenging the airline manufacturer's decision to open a new plant in South Carolina. I write to work state, folks. The general counsel claims that the move was an unlawful retaliation against the unionized workforce at Boeing's existing plant in Washington State. Now, this is despite the fact that no union workers have lost their jobs as a result of that decision. The National uh, Labor Relations Board is seeking a restoration order against Boeing that would force a return to the status quo um, ante, giving unions the ability to bargain for a new plant in Washington. Meanwhile, Boeing has already invested some $2 million, uh, excuse me, $2 billion in the South Carolina plant and created more than 2,000 jobs, all of which, folks, has been put at risk by the uh, National Labor Relations Board's actions. Because Boeing will now have to spend millions of dollars defending itself in court, the ruling is likely to deter future investments and job creation across the country. This is something that that we have to be careful of, folks. And there's the the possibility uh, uh, with the uh, probability of 2,000 jobs um, you know, the, the $2 billion they spent in the, in the plant, unbelievable. Um, the MACT and uh, CSAPR utility standards, um, the Obama administration has proposed new maximum achievable control technology, MACT, um, standards, and a cross-state air pollution rule, CSAPR, uh, for utility plants that will have a direct impact on utility prices across the country. The new rules will affect more than 1,000 fossil-fueled-fired plants, a number of which will likely be forced to shut down. As a result, Americans in many parts of this country could find themselves paying anywhere from 12 to 24% more for electricity. 12 to 24% more, folks, if this regulation uh, is, is, uh, is, is passed. The House will vote next month on the Transparency in Regulation Analysis of Impacts on the Nation, it's called TRAIN, folks, for short, those uh, acronyms. Um, sponsored by uh, John Sullivan, a Republican from Oklahoma, which would mandate a cumulative economic analysis for regulations proposed by the Environmental Protection Agency and delay implementation of the new utility standards until the full impact of the administration's regulatory agenda could be uh, sufficiently analyzed. So in other words, they don't want to just go doing these things without seeing what, what, you know, how large of an impact it's going to have on the American people. In this case, folks, if this act goes through, um, if this utility standard act goes through uh, the way Obama wants it, the Obama administration wants it to go through, you will be paying 12 to 24 percent more for your electrical power. Unbelievable, folks, and this is the problem with these regulations. And you don't hear a lot about them because no one talks about them because they're a little bit difficult to talk about. Number three, boiler mac uh, rules. This is the EPA's new Boiler Act uh, rules, which uh, would impose stricter emissions standards for some 200,000 commercial institution and industrial boilers nationwide and stand to dramatically impact the thousands of American businesses from hospitals to factories to universities that use them. EPA officials estimate the cost of, these, of this new rule, folks, at about $10 billion, though others predict the cost will be almost double that figure. The U.S. Small Business Administration warned that the rules would cause significant new regulatory costs for businesses, institutions, and municipalities across the country, with the American forest and paper industry alone expected to see an additional burden of at least 5 to $7 billion in new capital and compliance costs. A U.S. Uh, Commerce Department analysis predicted job losses of up to 60,000 as a result of the stricter, the stricter requirements, much greater than the EPA had initially claimed, while some estimates put the job loss 
figure at a at closer to 200,000. The EPA Regulatory Relief Act, sponsored by Representative Morgan uh, Griffith, a Republican for Virginia, would impose a stay on four standard EPA regulations issued earlier this year and give the agency more time to issue new, less onerous rules. The House will vote on this bill in early October. Can you imagine this, folks? Um, the possibility of losing 60,000 to 200,000 jobs and, and costing 10 to $20 billion uh, to, the, to, to the, American, uh, the American industry. Um, it's just unbelievable, folks. How how we could how could we could even do this? Unbelievable. I'm, I'm not even going to be able to get to all through through all these because I'm I'm already going to go off on a rant on these things. Uh, it's just it's just unreal. Uh, how we can how we can just put these in? Now we want to cement. They want cement mat requirements. The EPA cement mat requirement uh, and two related rules would set stringent new, uh, new emission standards affecting nearly 100 cement plants across the country, many of which would be cost-prohibitive or, in some cases, effectively, uh, eff- effectively impossible to meet. The resulting higher costs would almost certainly lead to layoffs and offshore jobs in an in- industry that is literally uh, the foundation for nearly all domestic infrastructure projects in this country, folks. In fact, it is already happening. Uh, residents of uh, Raglan, Alabama, recently saw construction on a uh, $350 million uh, cement uh, production facility suspended, putting 1,500 people's jobs on hold and the forthcoming additional jobs at the plant itself at risk. The House planned to to vote uh, in uh, in October on the Cement Sector Regulatory Relief Act, also sponsored by Representative Sullivan, a Republican, which would stay the imposition of these rules and give the EPA sufficient time to make Revisions. I mean, this is this is putting people out of jobs. This is costing uh, you know uh, millions and billions of dollars, folks. Um, and and it's going to it's it's going to you know sixty thousand or two hundred thousand jobs. What is wrong with these people? What is wrong with this administration? This is supposed to be an administration that's got a job plan. What to, what job? What plan is that? You know uh, you know uh, you know create uh, uh, you know uh, a thousand a hundred thousand jobs over here and take away two hundred thousand over there. That doesn't make any sense. But this is what's happening. Coal ash requirements, or uh, regulations, I should say. The EPA has, for the first time ever, proposed national restrictions on coal ash, a byproduct of the coal-burning power plants. Utility and power producers predict the cost of these rules will exceed $100 billion and force them to retire about one-fifth of the nation's coal capacity, which could mean the loss of well over 100,000 jobs. Unbelievable. The nonpartisan Congressional Research Service, which conducts policy research for lawmakers, says that the new restrictions are likely to force many coal plants to shut down between now and 2017. Now, obviously, there's, there's a, a bill, uh, a, a legislation being sponsored to create a minimum standard for coal and ash that would allow states to impose further regulations on their of their own as they see fit. The House plans to take this up uh, in October. I mean, it's just unbelievable, folks. Unbelievable. Grandfathered health plans. In theory, Obamacare exempts certain grandfathered insurance policies from, from some but not all of the regulatory mandates. In practice, the new regulations will, by the administration's own estimates, result in the loss of 49 to 80 percent of small employer plans, 34 to 64 percent of large employer plans, and 40 to 67 percent of individual plans, driving millions of Americans into government-subsidized coverage uh, through the soon-to-be-created uh, health care exchanges. Employees who are uh, unable to retain their grandfathered status will be subject to steep penalties and increasing costs, which will discourage new hiring. Of course, folks. 
It, it's just unbelievable, folks. It, it really is. You know, I'm not going to have a lot of time to, to go through the rest of these, unfortunately. I'm going to get them on another show, and I'll probably go through all 10 again. But this is what's happening. This is your transparent government, folks. This is the transparent Obama administration. He wants to create more jobs. I don't know how he thinks he's going to do it. That's all the time we have for today here on the show, folks. I want to uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen. We appreciate it very much indeed. And don't forget, if you want to email me, jr at talkshowamerica.com, the letter J, letter R, at talkshowamerica.com. Have a great day, folks. Stay safe. God bless America. The night with the light from above